0: From St. Pete to Brandon, this
1: is AM Tampa Bay
0: with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: And Katie Bacino and James Verlander is Tampa Bay's information fountainhead. And you can join the conversation here at 800-969-9352, or you can text us at 82945. We always want to hear from you and hear your thoughts. As you heard uh, Chris Trinkman talking about, Governor Ron DeSantis was here Friday and did a speech in front of the Moms for Liberty National Summit. Um, and the interesting thing, well, he brought up some really good things, I think, that we need to think about for the schools. He said we've drawn a clear line in the sand that says, our school system is for educating kids not indoctrinating them and we've drawn a clear line to say parents have a fundamental role in the education of their kids and of course he went after CRT the critical race theory thing and gender issues in the classroom and uh, of course he brought up his little to do with Disney which, of course, is one of the state's most powerful companies. But, as he said, Disney's not going to have its own government any longer. They're going to live under the same laws as everyone else, and they're going to pay their fair share of taxes, which they don't now. That might cost you a little bit more if you go to Disney, but uh, nevertheless, it's better for the state but this group, Moms for Liberty, they started in opposition to pandemic restrictions and the school mask mandates. And it was formed by two former Florida School Board members, and it's grown to over 100,000 members now. I mean, that is a lot. And the governor's wife, Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis, also spoke to him. About what was really interesting um that event was at the Marriott Water Street in downtown Tampa through the weekend and across the street at the JW Marriott Hotel I mean it's separated only by a pedestrian bridge and the Florida Democrat Party hosted its annual Leadership Blue event which was pretty interesting but the uh, Moms for Liberty Summit featured several high-profile conservative speakers people like Senator Rick Scott and uh, former Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos and 2016 Republican presidential candidate Ben Carson but we had a pretty big political weekend in the uh, city of Tampa hey by the way in case you uh, went to bed early I mean, really, early, about 4 o'clock yesterday, the uh, Rays beat the Orioles 7-5, to and they're off until next weekend. They're not playing all this week because of the um, All-Star game, and they'll play three games next weekend against Kansas City and the Royals. In fact, I'm going to be at one of those games the rays and the royals uh but nevertheless right now they're second in their division of course they're 13 games behind new york the yankees are the red hottest team in the league by a long shot um but they've got the fifth best record um in in the um major leagues right now which is pretty good. Um let's see. I'm looking five t- five teams have a better record so they're sixth. Sixth best team. Anyway, we'll be talking with T-Crash about it coming up here in the next half hour. It's 5:10, time to check in on traffic with John Thomas. AOY Quick Taste.
0: Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in
1: record time, providing you all you need to know.
0: This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And Chris Trinkman at 15 minutes after
2: five in here from the newsroom. And what's going on this morning, Chris? Well, good morning, Jack. We've had a couple of shootings at malls over the weekend. A teenager was hurt at a shooting at a mall in Manatee County. This was at the Ellington Premium Outlets. An 18-year-old was arguing with three other men, and then one of them shot him in the lower body. He was taken to the hospital in stable condition. A more serious situation in Indianapolis area. The gunman there was at the Greenwood Park Mall, and he entered the food court and opened fire with a long gun. Three people were killed, two others injured, and then a bystander pulled out his own gun, a 22-year-old, and shot the man with a rifle, killing him.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's the reason you don't take guns away from everybody. It's okay to let good people have guns. Just try to get them away from the bad people. That's a classic example right there because Lord only knows how many he would have killed if somebody hadn't brought him down, if somebody hadn't stopped him. But, I mean, it is really out of control what's happening in shootings now all across the country. And, again... The immediate response is, oh, well, we got to get rid of guns. No, you don't get rid of guns because all you do is take them away from the good people and the bad people are still going to get them. And then good people don't have any way to defend themselves. But these shootings are really out of control. we got some serious mental health problems and serious investigative problems into people that end up buying guns.
2: So, Jack, they've come out with a report about what happened at the Texas elementary school in Uvalde, they released a statement saying that the one of the lieutenants has been placed on leave as the investigation continues. The House, the Texas House Committee, put out a uh, report that says the law enforcement response to the shooting of nineteen kids and two teachers at the Robb Elementary School on May twenty fourth was essentially a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know there were three hundred and seventy five cops there and uh, they didn't go into the room for 77 minutes after arriving on the scene. Now, they did point out that a lot of officers were on a different part of the building helping kids get out of windows. But the team specifically assigned to where the active shooter was uh, really sort of uh, let everybody down. Yeah,
1: that is going to go on for a while. I mean, that's a shame what happened. I mean, it's a good reason why I'm glad i'm not a cop because i'm uh, certainly in admiration of what they do i mean they put their lives on the line every day right I and mean, they're like our military but um it's it's a shame when you do have a situation like that that's going to
2: cast a bad shadow on the cops out there well the mayor of uvalde says that he's going to uh, authorize the release of of the body cam video that was shot by uh, some of his officers. Uh, There are a number of agencies involved, and I I believe the actual police who shot the shooter was a federal group of guys. I think they were involved in the uh, Border Patrol. But the local cops had cameras, some of them anyway, and the the mayor has authorized the release of that. Now, that's creating a lot of controversy as well, just as the release of the video of the cops in the hallway last week. Yeah created a lot of controversy because you know many of the officers there say that it was taken out of context and that people should have seen the whole story but people in uvalde think they've seen more than enough to uh, call for the firings of uh, a number of these officers
1: yeah that's really a tragic situation out there on
2: many fronts and that's one of them so we got the all-star weekend or the all-star week i guess it is jack (laughs) yeah no raise (laughs) games until this Coming weekend that's right well they they're having the home run derby tonight i love no, that no raise in the in the home run derby it's, it's eight players uh from teams you know who've got the the biggest sluggers going in the league this year you know the raise problem is the injuries i don't know if yeah. you saw but they got the most injuries of any team and it's really affecting their ability to win you know when you don't have everybody out there
1: yeah and, uh, i was pointing out though but it's amazing how to. 30 teams, only five, have a better
2: record than they do right now. Absolutely. And they're second in their division. So the Rays had the uh, draft last night, and they had the number 29 pick. They drafted Xavier Isaac out of uh, a North Carolina high school. He's a first baseman, 240 pounds, and is a big swinger, big uh, power hitter. Now, he's committed to the University of Florida, but I guess with the draft, he's... uh, the Rays have the rights to him if he decides to go pro. Yeah. So maybe that could help them down the road, but obviously you look to the future, the Rays have done a great job, you know, building their organization behind the scenes. Oh, they certainly have that. So they're always in it. But uh, in the meantime, they're going to rest, and, uh, you know, like we talked last week, Jack, this is a time for the Rays to get themselves together and put together a run for the playoffs yep. so that they can have a shot at the World Series, even though... You know, it looks like there are some heavy favorites that they're up against, but it doesn't mean they can't get in the playoffs because once oh, that happens, true. anything happen- anything is possible.
1: That is so true because you got so few games to win.
2: That's right. So, we will hope for the best as we head into the second half of the season and uh good I think uh, the Rays have got a pitcher, a McClanahan, is going to be uh, pitching uh, in the All-Star game. So, good luck to him.
1: Yes, indeed, and you will hear more coming up here in 9 minutes bottom of the hour here with Chris Trinkman. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 521, and here's John Thomas with your traffic information. Now, taking a look back at this day in history
0: on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And this is Today in History for July 18th. In 1863, the American Civil War, the Second Battle of Fort Wagner. One of the first formal African American military units, the 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry, supported by several white regiments, attempted an unsuccessful assault on the Confederate held Battery Wagner. And that's up in, I think it's South Carolina. 1914, the U.S. Congress formed the Aviation Section U.S. Signal Corps, giving official status to aircraft within the U.S. Army for the first time. 1925 Adolf Hitler publishes Mein Kampf. In 1942 the Germans test fly the Messerschmitt Me 262 using its jet engines for the first time as we saw military jet planes then. 1944 World War II Hideko Tojo resigns as Prime Minister of Japan because of numerous setbacks in the war effort. 1966, human spaceflight Gemini 10 is launched from Cape Kennedy on a 70-hour mission that included docking with an orbiting Agena target vehicle. 1966, a racially charged incident in a bar Sparks the six-day Huff riots in Cleveland, Ohio. 1,700 Ohio National Guard troops intervened to restore order. 1976, Nadia Komenich became the first person in Olympic Games history to score a perfect 10 in gymnastics at the 1976 Olympics. 1984, McDonald's Massacre in San Isidro, California. In a fast food restaurant, James Oliver Huberty opened fire, killing 21 and injuring 19 others before being shot dead by police. 1992, a picture of Les Horribles Cernettes, I don't know how you pronounce that, was taken, which became the first ever photo posted to the World Wide Web. 2013, the government of Detroit, with up to $20 billion in debt, Filed for the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. And happy birthday today to Channel 10. In 1965, WTSP-TV began broadcasting. And since we weren't here yesterday, a couple from them in uh, 1887 yesterday, uh, HB Plant's Mascotti is adopted as the official city seal. A mascotti is anything that brings good luck. And in 1929, Citizens Bank and Trust failed. Depositors lost $10 million. That would be $175 million today. And that's our Today in History for July 18th. And it's 529 on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the
0: AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino.
1: And at 537, what do we have trending this morning, Katie?
3: Well, a few national days to celebrate today. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. So if you're in trouble (laughs) with your spouse, apparently you can get out today. Just go home and tell them that. See how that goes for you. We're
4: always in trouble.
1: (laughs) I don't understand that. (laughs)
3: you men just stay in trouble (laughs) always doing something it's also national caviar day i gotta be honest with you i've never had caviar and i have absolutely no desire to try it
1: yeah i've had it many times and i don't care for it
3: It seems like something very expensive that i wouldn't actually enjoy so
1: some people really enjoy it i've Again, I've had it several times, and I can certainly do without it. I don't (laughs) like it.
3: Yeah, that'd be me. Also, National Sour Candy Day. I do love some sour candy every once in a while. Sour candy? Sour candy, like some sour Skittles or some Warheads or something.
1: Mm. Have you ever had a Warhead, Jack? I don't think so. Oh, Oh, it's
3: disgusting, but they used to be the biggest
1: thing back in school.
3: They're so sour.
1: Oh, I don't think I'd like it. I mean, I like sweet... Candy's supposed to be sweet, like cookies and stuff like that. I agree.
3: Every once in a while, though. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about Kate Bush. Hey,
1: what? Well, by the way, yesterday was National Ice Cream Day.
3: It was. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: No, I just screamed all day. I screamed.
3: Oh, oh there you no, go. I,
1: I'm believe it or not. Well, I'll. I guess strawberry, and then vanilla, and then chocolate. I like common kinds.
3: I like pistachio ice cream. That's my top favorite.
1: What's in pistachio?
3: Pistachios.
1: What are those, nuts? Yes, they're oh, nuts. No, I don't want nuts. Mm-hmm. In my... Everyone's Aww. a little bit nutty, you know? Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> also, I've realized as an adult that I really like butter pecan ice cream. Pecan. Butter pecan ice cream. However you say it. Pecan, pecan. Yeah, pecan. I, don't, I don't care how you say it. I used to think that was such a boring flavor as a kid. Like, my grandparents used to eat it, and I didn't think i liked like it, but... Culver's has it, and that's over by me, and it is so good.
1: Well, we'll have a unique name for it, Pecane's.
3: Pecane. Oh, that'll that'll make a lot of people mad.
1: <laughs> Butter pecan. <laughs> there
3: you go. Um, real quick, though, I did want to talk about Kate Bush. So she had a 1985 hit, Running Up the Hill. She's 64 now, and her whole career has been like revamped because of that Netflix show, Stranger Things. They played the song Running Up the Hill, it's running up that hill, but they played it in Stranger things, and now it just surpassed a hundred million views on youtube it 's a huge song right now. this is it. it From nineteen eighty five and it's getting popular all over again. I'm sure she was just sitting on her couch. Netflix probably reached out to her, asked if they could play this song, and now she is just racking up money. Last month the song landed in the top ten Billboard Hundred, you know, their hot chart or whatever.
1: The hot hundred, yeah. Yeah,
3: the Billboard Hot One Hundred chart. Um, and so this is crazy for her. Again, she's sixty-four now, and this song just like got completely revamped, so I think that's awesome for her.
1: Oh, well, I like it. For it's sure. a really good song. Yeah. Well, it's five forty one on AM Tampa Bay, and we got um T Crass will be here in a minute to talk about the Rays and where they're headed. Right now we're gonna check in with John Thomas and traffic.
0: Live from the WFLA studios. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio, WFLA.
1: It's five forty five and T Crass. Tom Krasnicki joins us from down the hall here at ninety five three w d a e to talk a little bit about sports and it's going to be kind of a barren week here with uh the all star game and the home run derby being about it. The Rays don't play again until next weekend
5: that's right jack good morning uh it's It's been a really good first half for the Rays, considering. They've got 16 guys on the injured list. Nobody has more injuries than the Rays. And after taking two out of three, what was a 6-1 and homestand, they beat the Orioles, who came into town red hot. They had won 10 in a row. Yeah, Won two out of three against them. They swept the Red Sox. I went to the one of the games last week while I was on my vacation, so I took time out of my vacation to go to one of those games, actually the Monday night game, so... Look, they're in a good spot. They're 10 games above five hundred. They start to get some guys back healthy. They just got Brandon Lau back. What a huge boost to of the offense he was, as you saw over the weekend. So all things considering, I think the Rays are in a good spot.
1: Yeah, only five teams have a better record out of 30 teams total, and uh, that's a pretty good situation to be in. I mean, they're second in their division. I'm unfortunately 13 behind the Yankees, but... Uh, I don't think anybody's going
5: to top the Yankees. No, I mean look, the Yankees right now are just are on the Yankees are 64 and 28. Yeah. Which is unbelievable right. and their run differential Jack is plus 199, which is unheard of as well. They're not catching the Yankees. I mean, the only thing the Rays can do right now is to get more healthy guys back over the final 70 games or 70 games left in the season and you know, hold on to the first wild card. They'll have you know, home field advantage in that first round playoff series. Yeah. So
1: we can start looking forward to the playoffs already.
5: (laughs) Yeah. And look, uh, the trade deadline's coming up in a couple of weeks, and I think they need another bat. They're, They're going to get some pitching out back. They got Pete Fairbanks back over the weekend. They'll get J.P. Eisen back for the bullpen. So I think the bullpen's going to be fine. The starting pitching's good. The Shane Bob's injury was very unfortunate because he's going to be out for several weeks with the elbow injury. You know, Harold Ramirez, you know, broke his thumb. Unfortunately, he's been one of their consistent hitters. But they got Brandon Lau back. They're going to get some more guys back over the second half. But I would look for the Rays to go out and make a trade and get another bat in here.
1: Yeah, well, they've been doing very, very well. And... Keeping up the term, Champa Bay—that's for sure.
5: Yeah, look, I think uh, Kevin Cash has done a great job with this team. I mean, to have that many injuries and here they are at fifty-one and forty-one. I mean, if I were to give them a grade, I'd give them a B plus.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to football season starting again.
5: <laughs> Jack, uh, in ten days, nine days actually, a week from Wednesday. The first Buccaneer training camp practice, so it's not that far away. Yep. July twenty seventh.
1: Getting close for sure. Well you will uh, hear Tom and the the what is Ryan and the, the the Ronnie and T crash. Ronnie show. and T yes. Right here down the hall. At uh, 95.3, <laughs> uh, did I get that right? Yes, 95.3
5: 3, FM AM 620, streaming AM live on the iHeartRadio app. It's okay, because Ronnie forgets that he's there, too, sometimes.
1: <laughs> but And you had quite a time in Anna Maria Isle, I see.
5: I did. I was there last week, Jack, and it's just, it's gorgeous down there, breathtaking. The only thing is just these people that ride around in golf carts. I mean, you know, it's, that's all there is. It's just people going 15, 20 miles an hour down Gulf (laughs) Drive in these golf carts and just kind of slowing everyone else up. But they're enjoying
1: themselves. For sure. sure.
5: Enjoy life.
1: A couple of good bars and restaurants down there.
5: No, no doubt about that. (laughs) And we hit, we hit uh, most of them.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. Well, thanks for stopping by here, T. Crash. Jack,
5: have a great day, buddy. Good to see you. You too.
1: It's five forty nine on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas tells us what's happening in the asphalt jungle. Live on the free
0: iHeartRadio Radio app. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
1: It's five fifty two and. Time for Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter. And this report is brought to you by the Oncology Institute. And, Rory, uh, motorists are now seeing gas for less than $4 a gallon. Are they going to keep going down now? It's just um, 315 here along Gandhi Boulevard on the uh, street where we work at well, four different stations had it at 315, which...
6: 315 or
1: 415?
6: Uh, maybe it was 415,
1: yeah. 415, yeah. I'm sorry.
6: Because if it's 315, I'm driving over, Jack. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be worth it at 315. <laughs>
6: right. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, to your point, you know, uh, Gas Buddy says nationwide. Right now, the most common price of a gallon of gas is 399 a gallon. AAA says Florida gas prices dropped 15 cents last week. The statewide average on a five-week streak of declines falling 62 cents per gallon in just the past few weeks. So statewide, we're averaging 4.27 a gallon, which is the lowest since May. So uh, it is on the right track, but still well above where we were a year ago, about a buck and a half more than we were paying uh, a year ago.
1: Yeah, let's hope it keeps on going down. That's the proper direction for it, to say the least.
6: (laughs) Right. Especially now that we're through the 4th of July travel crunch, we are expecting things to ease a little bit. Some analysts speculate that we might see a a spike this fall, but, you know, let's cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: But it is a shame that we could bring prices way down if we only used our own resources. I mean, we've got more oil than anybody, and yet we get up from Saudi Arabia and all these other places. and That makes it cost so much more. I mean, we're idiots for not
6: using our own oil. Well, it's going to hurt, too, just to have uh, the Russian supply out of the global marketplace. So now we just have millions of barrels a day less because Russia isn't supplying the world, or many countries aren't buying it. India and China are still buying up a a good part of it. Uh, and, And President Biden didn't get any real guarantees from the Saudis, despite his fist bump i uh, got no real guarantees from them that they'll be increasing their production. OPEC Plus had said they will increase their outputs. Uh, they have a target number, but they have yet to meet that number. So they may say they're going to increase it, but they're still not doing it yet.
1: I should have given them a fish bump in the head, forehead, and <laughs> said, use your brain, sir, use your brain. You've got more oil in your country than any other nation, and yet you're not using it. You're importing it, which is... About as idiotic as it gets.
6: We're at least on the upswing, is the the positive thing. Uh, As far as our domestic production, uh, it is increasing. We're up to 12.1 million barrels per day. Uh, We were at about 11 million barrels per day in January of 2021. So it is on the increase. But uh, we're not to those pre-pandemic levels yet. And uh, uh, we're, we're slow to keep climbing. But the goal is to have more oil production next year than in any year in American history.
1: And, of course, he's wanting to move to wind power and all of that kind of stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to get into that now, but he's trying <laughs> to change the climate, trying to change the climate. And uh there are enough smart people around to know you can't change the climate. That is nature. That is Mother Nature that changes the climate. All you can do is reduce smog or Stop smoke and things like that from happening, but you ain't going to change the climate no matter what you do, but I don't guess we'll ever learn. (laughs) Anyway, Rory, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jack. And this report was brought to you by the Oncology Institute, a new kind of cancer care provider focused on clinical outcome, patient satisfaction, and... Designating a treatment plan that's right for you, six locations across Tampa Bay, make an appointment at the Oncology It's five fifty seven on AM Tampa Bay.
0: From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: And it is Cracker Jack, an incredibly cute and keenly capable Katie, and judicious and jocular James here as we engage in masticating the corpulence or chewing the fat on a, mm, let's see, Monday. Monday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week. And it is, um, well, first of all, we got some birthdays being celebrated today uh jp peterson from down the hall here is he still working here no he does not work no here he anymore. is gone he you know we we forgot about him okay well happy birthday anyway jp amy harriet miller uh jacqueline toledo i think they call her jackie toledo um Lloyd Sowers, Channel 13 star, he's an old West Virginia boy, a mountaineer, and Steve Swindle, also having a birthday, and Katie, what birthdays do you have?
3: Well, I have DMZ, a.k.a. David Martinez, who Woo-hoo. works down the hall here. It's my only birthday today.
1: Uh, how about you, Jane? For me, I've got
0: Mr. Brian Holmes, who actually used to work here at WFLA, uh I'd say probably about 10, 15 years ago now.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember Brian Holmes. One troublemaker back in the day. <laughs> so we've got a lot of people from down, up and down the hall here that had birthdays. Well, we've got our joke of the day here, or our jokes. Uh, first of all, this is from Ben Ritter. Many years ago in a farmer's field in West Virginia, mother potato raised three daughter potatoes, all three daughter potatoes suddenly got engaged, and all three came home at the same time to their mom to celebrate. And the first daughter potato says, Mom, you won't believe it, but I'm engaged to an Idaho potato. "Oh, that's great, says the mother potato. An Idaho tater is fine, a fine tater, and I'm so happy for you. The second daughter potato then says, Mom, great news. I'm engaged to a russet potato. Wow, a russet dear. That's wonderful. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. And the mother then turns to the third daughter, Potato, and asks, How about you? And blushing as she sees her mother and sister staring at her, she says, Mom, you won't believe this, but I just got engaged to Jack Harris. Jack Harris, the mother, Potato, shouts with obvious disdain in her voice. You can't marry Jack Harris. Why not, wimps the third tater daughter. Because he's just a commentator. Thank you, what? Ben. Rutter. Oh, I, I thought they were going to call you a couch potato. <laughs> well, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good too. But and then from the candy cabbie, George Carl. Did you hear about the guys? Two guys who stole a calendar. No. They each got six months.
3: Ah, oh,
1: that's it. Um, yeah. And you never appreciate what you have until it's gone. And toilet paper is a good example. Does Katie have any jokes? Uh, let's find out.
3: I have one. What does a storm cloud wear under his raincoat?
1: Hmm. Under his raincoat?
3: Yeah, storm cloud.
1: A storm cloud under his raincoat.
3: Thunderwear. <laughs>
1: Underwear. All right. And... <laughs> What about you, James? You've got to have something there. I've
0: got, a, I've got just one here. Um, a teacher asked her students to use the word beans in a sentence. So uh, one student said, my father grows beans. Said, uh, And then another girl said, uh, my mother cooks beans. And then a third student spoke up, we are all human beings. <laughs> Aww, that's cute.
1: <laughs> well, our apologies, everybody, for this segment we got better stuff. In fact, Lionel coming up in just a minute. I'm always curious as to what Lionel is going to be talking about because I love to follow him on Twitter. It's 6.10 and time to check out Traffic with John Thomas. In the
0: darkest times, he is a beacon of hope. When common sense is needed in a mad world. A voice for Americans. A voice for America. This is Lionel on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And this is the reason we love Mondays, because we've got Lionel, who, by the way, is from right here, uh, the Emmy Award-winning personality at LionelMedia.com. And as always, Lionel, we're curious as to what's on your mind this morning.
4: Well, the first thing is, what, when you try to figure out when people talk about shootings what exactly do you think you're going to find? What exactly do you think is going to be the result of your, of your endeavor? Like, aha, that's it. It's because of X. And if we either eliminate X or increase Y, that will change. Shall I go through some other crimes since everybody's figuring out, <clears throat> you know, gun violence, quote... How about rape? Mm. Rape of children, women, date rape, uh, school molestation, child predation, international sex trafficking. Shall I go on? Oh, man. Nobody touches that. That's, Nobody that's even. True. How about burglary, robbery? How do we stop that? How do we stop? Let me tell you something. I was a prosecutor with the state attorney's office in Hillsborough County, the 13th Judicial Circuit. And one of the most traumatizing events that criminal victims can go through is burglary. When you walk up to your home and you see your door on its frame shattered or a window broken, and you walk in and everything, your stuff is on the ground, and you know somebody's been through your stuff in your home, the sanctity of your home, it's terrifying. And you know what? How do you account for that? What causes that? Let's keep going. What? Why is there crime? Why are there mean people? Why does somebody want to shoot? Well, one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why there is more shooting is that there's more coverage. And believe it or not, by virtue of the fact that we are doing all of this coverage and all of this hyper-extended kind of breathless... Uh, I don't know what the word is. We are actually increasing the probability and the possibility and the chance of more of this happening. Now, I know nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to think that. But the media, social media, uh, regular heritage media, especially when we have shooters and we find out, Jack, about who they are, what they said, what they believed, what their thought patterns are. Their social media manifestos, their Facebook posts. Who were they? Their three named bios. And we talk about them. And we talk about And we say, who was this man? And every time there's a shooting, every time there's a shooting, guess what? You see it, break. shooting in malls, shooting in mall. What happened? We talk about it. How about every time a child is missing? Oh, yeah, Amber Alert. You ever get, I don't know if you have them in, in, in Florida, but yeah, we yeah, have we them do. randomly. Oh, here's one. Oh, look at this.
1: Yeah, yep,
4: we've got child it. Child abduction, not even interested. Not even interested. How about the kids who are prone and who are victims of sextortion using their video games and the like? You ever hear about that? Of course not. You know the money that's involved in that? No, because that's big tech. And big tech could do a lot to stop that. But big tech is an adjunct of the shadow government. They're not going to talk about that. They're not going to mention any of this. Because what, of course, is especially with an election coming up. So let me just explain. I mean, it's, 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 I mean if you went to a doctor and every time you went, he talked about your weight and nothing else, you might get the impression that if you lost weight, you're healthy. Because that's all he talks about. He's not talking about your blood lipid levels. He's not talking about anything. He's talking about your weight. And it's natural for people to think, well, that's the only thing that's available. Or you might think you're in terrible health because he says, Jack, you're overweight. You could be the healthiest thing on the planet. Well, that's who we are. Because the media give us collectively this distorted view because they have this penchant, this focus on guns. And I'm telling you, you're always going to have that. Jack, when you were a kid growing up, and there are people living right now in the great state of Florida who actually had, as part of their Boy Scout merit badges, sharpshooting. Somebody told me here in New York City, they actually remember, and I find this hard to believe, but they swear it's true. There was a 22, there was a rifle club. This guy brought a rifle to school on a subway. And he swears it was true. This was years and years ago. People brought their rifles to school. When, there were, when, when deer hunting or squirrel hunting, we've had guns. Jack, as we speak right now, in Israel, there are young people who have military issue, very serious, dangerous weapons at home that they must carry with them at all times. Mm-hmm. None of them go crazy. They have malls in Tel Aviv. They have, yeah. they have people in Jerusalem who've had breakups, who were taunted, who were bullied. It's all over the world. They don't kill anybody. Well. Gonna, if there's something that's sick about this country. We're going to run out of time of here, of
1: here Lyle. Lyle, we're plum out of You're time.
4: You're out of time, Jack.
1: <laughs> we You're are. out of time. And we want you to come down here and visit sometime, your old home. And, well, uh, that's
4: what Zoom's for, Jack. Anyway, well, bless your heart. Have a great week, and we'll see you Monday.
1: Well, you definitely want to check out Lionel on Twitter, at Lionel Media, and that's where I find a lot of great entries every day. YouTube, Lionel Nation, and uh, LionelMedia.com. It's 621 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check out Traffic with John Thomas. Now, taking a look back at this day in history
0: on AM Tampa Bay.
1: It is 626 on AM Tampa Bay, and Aaron Rial, our NBC News radio reporter, joins us right now. And uh, Aaron, uh, a lot of people are a little concerned after Nancy Pelosi's husband dumped massive quantities of Apple and Visa stock to invest millions in NVIDIA. Uh, what is this all about?
7: yes good morning to you it's it's interesting so paul pelosi the husband of house speaker nancy pelosi he purchased up to five million in semiconductor chip company nvidia and he did this just weeks he made the trade on june 27th and tomorrow there's going to be a bill in the house that could send as much as 52 billion to boost chip production and then another in 45 billion dollars in subsidies that would support supply chain issues uh, all to increase competitiveness with China and and Nvidia focuses on graphic driven chips so video games things of that nature but it begs the question did he have access to insider information from Nancy about how this vote would go. And this is not the first time Paul Pelosi has been looked at for his trades. Um, He has been kind of flagged by the powers that be as a very active trader. The Pelosi's are the 14th wealthiest members of Congress with over 46 million in in assets. So he he seems to know what he's doing when it comes to trading. And does he know what he's doing because of his wife? That's the question.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of criticism of Congress people now who vote to give money to certain companies and everything, and then they invest in them before they make that vote, which, of course, drives the price up as far as stocks are concerned. I mean, we got some real dishonest people running this country.
7: I mean, yes, Congress has debated whether its members and their spouses should even be allowed to buy and sell stocks, hold them, that it's it's a large debate. And Pelosi has absolutely pushed back against that idea, saying that we're a free market economy. But, in two thousand twelve there was a, a the stock Act was passed, and that's called the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act. An insider actually did a conflicted Congress report that identified that sixty five members of Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, violated this insider trading and conflict of interest law, so they're violating it, but it it doesn't if a law exists and it's never enforced, is it really a law <laughs> yeah. That's the next question
1: does this no good whatsoever and I guess we get just keep sending dishonest people up to Washington DC but that's the way it is but Aaron Royal yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay Thank you Aaron Royal our NBC News radio reporter it's 6:28 on AM Tampa Bay Let's hear
0: about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day. On AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at
1: 637, Katie, who is our dope of the day?
3: Well, her name is Lynn Bittenatus, and I could be saying her last name wrong. I sat here for like two minutes trying to figure out how to say it, so I've given up at this point. But she has been charged after throwing a can of beans at an elderly man. (laughs) It's unsaid how old he is, but I know he's over 65 because she's facing charges of battery on a person 65 years or older. So I guess she was arguing with this man in St. Pete along 2nd Avenue North, and the fight escalated, and she threw a can of meat, uh, can of beans at the man's back, and then <laughs> the suspect threw another half can of beans at the man. I don't know why she had so many cans of beans lying around. It is unsaid. But it said the second time she did it, she covered him in baked beans, and then she She also threw a hard-boiled egg at him. So, again, I'm not really sure what was happening here, but she got some charges. (laughs) Witnesses were there. They saw the lady throwing things at this poor man. I don't know what he was doing, but he got two cans of beans thrown at him and a boiled egg. So,
1: I hope he's okay.
3: We do, too. Um, But she got charged with, again, battery on a person 65 years or older. So an upstanding citizen here in St. Petersburg.
1: Well, I don't want to refer to him as the the today, certainly, but people need to work with him. President Biden, another awkward gaffe, this time during a speech in the Middle East, uh, he made this slip up while delivering remarks in Saudi Arabia. And uh, to quote him, he said, for the first time since 9-11, an American president is visiting this region Without American troops being engaged in combat in a combat mission in the region, Biden said, will always honor the bravery and the selfishness of the, I mean, the selflessness of the Americans who served, including his son, Major Bo Biden, but uh, the selfishness of the troops. And they say Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who was near the president during the speech, became pretty uncomfortable after the awkward slip. And this is only two days after Biden had another slip in in Israel where he pledged to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Uh and this is before visiting Yad Vashem, the uh, Holocaust Memorial and Museum in Jerusalem, and similar to his reaction after his selfishness comment, the president quickly corrected himself, saying, the horror of the Holocaust, as the line was written, rather than the honor of the Holocaust. But his people are still working with him, trying to get it right. It's 6.40 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic.
0: Monitoring every tick of the market, here's Jay Ratliff, day trading expert on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And at 6.44, Jay is on board here now, our day trading expert. And, Jay, we've seen inflation go up 9.1% in June, and that is out of sight far more than anybody expected. And- well, you
8: know, I, I don't know how that could be, Jack, because we had all this chorus of experts that had said, don't worry, you know, uh, inflation's peaked. It's starting to fall back a bit. Uh, there's no no real concern here, and we've got a handle on it. And obviously what the Fed is doing is working as far as the interest rate hikes and those to come. So we're out we're of pretty much out of the woods at least that's what many in washington dc were trying to get us to believe but you're right when the news came out uh, we were faced with inflation at 9.1 percent and look it's not only a u.s issue uh, new zealand as well uh they they have skyrocketing inflation numbers with their highest inflation rate since 1990 so uh, around the world we're seeing inflation march up quite a bit and as most people recognize when they're looking at paying bills some of the stuff that they're paying for, gas and the utilities and other things, up much more than 9% in June, uh, much more than that, especially food and other things. So it's something that's impacting people across the board uh, regardless of income level, and unfortunately it continues, and it just goes to show regardless of the positive spend many people try to put on this battle with inflation as it is right now, uh, yeah, we've got a ways to go, and it could certainly get worse before it gets better.
1: And of course, the people who pay for it—the victims—are the average consumer, mom and dad. They are, yeah. They're also
8: voters, Jack, and I certainly hope that they exercise that rights uh, that, that they have and privilege and honor when it comes time to vote uh, by letting people know they're not happy if it so be with uh, the the state of uh, the economy and other things right now.
1: Do you think the uh, Fed is going to try to do anything about this now?
8: That is such a good question, Jack, because the, the concern now is that the Fed may try to do more than they had planned and maybe go to a, a full basis point. So if, if we see an, uh, an increase larger than what they were talking about uh, then as far as the next step, that could send a, kind of a panic through Wall Street. Now, not a sell-everything kind of panic, but something where the market could respond because one of the issues that we continue to have, and you and I have talked about this many times, where last year, people with the Fed, Jerome Powell and others were saying for us, last year, not to worry about inflation, it was under control, it was temporary, transitory was their word, and of course, the exact opposite came out, and Jerome Powell, to his credit, and I've got to give him credit, came out and said, look, we were late to the party, we were behind the ball, eight ball, We, we had to struggle to try to get caught up, and we're still trying to do so. When you have that mentality, It means that you are positioning yourself so that when you feel like you're slipping again, you may try to do too much, erring on on side of caution, saying, look, we'll try to do too much. But the problem is, if the Fed jumps up and and raises, raises interest rates higher than they should, it could actually restrict the economy even more, which could add into some of the inflation numbers as well. So. You talk about a tightrope. It's a tightrope in a monsoon right now that, that these uh, individuals are trying to walk as they're trying to make some of these uh, fiscal decisions. And unfortunately for the, the, the poor worker who's looking at the, you know their paycheck saying, it's like I just got a 10% pay cut and it looks like it continues to get worse, you're at a point where you've got to decide what you're going to pay for uh, when you're you know deciding what you're going to buy and, and what's going to have to wait.
1: And it, uh, of course we're talking recession. How do you define it when you can say okay today we're in a recession?
8: Well you know what once we have back-to-back negative quarters I mean we're there and uh, we're having that and, and unfortunately what's taking place is that we now have these same experts that said don't worry about inflation that are saying well you know it 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 may be here soon we don't really know and when it is, it won't be something that we can't handle. And the problem is they're looking back at the bounce back after the pandemic. And a lot of people are measuring the, okay, if the markets dip, then they'll be buying opportunities, which there certainly will be. Uh, but then we'll see a, a nice, quick, sharp uh, rebound, as we did with the market before. But remember, the pandemic was an event-driven crisis. Because caused the market to dip quickly and allowed the market to recover quickly. A recession is something that could last eight months, mm. a year, two years, oh, or even wow. longer before we're completely out of it. And that's the real problem, is how you position yourself as an investor to be prepared for that and weather that storm and, and recognize that you know, the worst thing you could do is to try to time the market or get into a point where you're going to uh, you know make a lot of emotional knee jerk reactions at a time when uh, you need to be patient and look for buying opportunities in- instead of uh, you know panicking and selling at the worst possible time or buying at the worst possible time when uh, you see some of these stocks that are poised to drop.
1: Well, before you g- get involved in any trading. You want to go to daytradefund.com and get expert advice, and Jay will talk to you tomorrow. Looking forward to it, Jack. Thank you, sir. All right, six fifty on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas has got traffic. Jack,
0: Katie, and James
1: every weekday morning. This is
0: AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
1: It's six fifty four on AM Tampa Bay. By the way. A Thank you to uh, I think our listener C.C. Brown, who uh, sent me a copy of his book uh, just written called Palms of Freedom, a little politics and a little religion together. And you gotta check out the blog. Katie has done it again as she usually does. I haven't looked at it yet, but the, shame uh, on you, Jack. I, well, I looked at a couple of them. The massive water spout along bay shore boulevard out in the bay
3: were you able to catch that
1: no you i didn't, didn't see, see that what day was that
3: this was saturday right before five thirty, i believe i think it was like five twenty-five pm but i saw a lot of these videos from different perspectives so a lot of people stopped and caught videos
1: yeah i must have been napping
3: it was big
1: wow well, you need well, to i watch saw the picture <laughs> yeah i did see the picture that you put up there
3: yeah that's just a random picture from a hurricane that was just a getty photo images but if you actually watch the video it was a very very large water spout
1: oh yeah and then we got a child surfing in the florida beach has an incredible encounter with a manatee that was great yeah that
3: was really cool
1: and if you want to see some nice pictures of katie you can drop down there of uh when we got together in daytona um what was that about a week ago but a lot of good things on our website at amchampabay.com. We need to try to get Olivia George on, a writer for the Tampa Bay Times. She had a great story in the Sunday Times about what's happening with the Howard Franklin Bridge, um, what it will be when it's completed, when they expect it to be completed. In fact, we're talking about Well, let me see when she's talking about it being actually done. Late 2025. So that's three years. Well, even three and a half years maybe or something like that. Takes forever to get stuff done. Oh, yeah. But they're working hard at it. Hey, I got to bring this up, too. We got the Mega Millions jackpot has soared past... Half a billion dollars after a winner wasn't found on Friday night. It's now at 530 million. And the next drawing is going to be tomorrow night. And the winner can choose a cash option of 304.7 million. And that would be 228 million dollars after taxes, after you pay your taxes on it. 228. Not you can do with that. And they say July's been a hot month with two of the largest jackpots in the lottery's 20-year history being won in that month. And this would be the eighth largest jackpot on record. Uh, the record one is one and a half, over $1.5 in South Carolina back in 2018. And the last jackpot was won on April 15th in tennessee and that was a mere 20 million but um anyway it's it's worth spending a buck on i think you all get into those things mega millions and powerball every now and then during the holidays yeah yeah i do it i try to do it every week although i haven't even gotten one for tomorrow night yet i'm gonna have to stop somewhere i guess and we will talk about it tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.